I did all my job so you don't see. Is not that the point of our job? Hello and welcome. My name is Mark Pierre Sondergaard. I'm a texture artist in visual effects. Welcome to my podcast. Let's be honest, a life and a career as a working artist can be very fulfilling, but it's not for the faint of heart. It's filled with challenges and obstacles, and the path forward is not always clear or simple. On this podcast, we discuss all of this openly and honestly with experienced artists who have already walked that road. That's why I call it the Naked Texture Artist. There are many podcasts that focus on and celebrate all the big achievements in visual effects and animation. But my career as a texture artist has not been one unending victory lap. So personally, I'm more interested in learning how my fellow artists handle the hard things, when things don't work, when things break, or when we're expected to produce the impossible. All of that stuff that takes place behind the curtain. So I invite you to join me on this journey. Hopefully together we can learn from the artist who went before us, save ourselves some scars and some tears, and increase our joy as working artists. Welcome to the Naked Texture Artist. This is definitely my favorite episode with Miriam Catherine so far. Of course, I'm sure that'll change many times over, as there are many more episodes to come. But in these 19 minutes or so, Miriam is densely packing in her wisdom and experience. As I prepare these episodes, I try to find a catchy, interesting soundbite as a lead-in to the episode. It would be something profound and short that you could put on a bumper sticker, if there was such a thing as bumper stickers for texture artists. But for this episode, I had at least five or six, maybe seven super quotable gems from Miriam, each as good as the next. That goes a good way to show you the quality of this episode. Also, I typically interject with a bit of my own commentary here and there, but I have nothing to add to this. Miriam's words need nothing of what I have. If anything, as I'm re-listening to it, I wish I'd gotten out of the way and letting her finish speaking on so many occasions. Maybe I can talk her into elaborating or answering some follow-up questions in the near future. In this episode, we're going deeper into a lot of things that make up Miriam's artistic, what should we say, temperament, personality, or her inner workings. We also talk about what mastery of a discipline like textures feels like. That's a level I'm personally trying to conquer. But I'm also curious about what is that next big challenge beyond that hill you're trying to climb right now. We talk about what Miriam looks for in a gig. And we talk about when we can't make it work. When we panic. In short, I am really excited to share this episode with you all. This is a good one. Enjoy. How do you spot a good gig from a bad gig? Do you, have you learned anything about that over the years? Or is it just every time you take another job, it's like a, a, a toss of a coin. It could go bad. It could go, go well. Exactly. It could go. Like there is movies that I was super excited about. Yeah. 
and it was not uh, personally, you know, a really great experience for other reasons. And uh, there is uh, like, for example, Prometheus. It's my best. It's one of like the gigs that, as working on it, was excellent. But the movie, I, I don't like them. Well, that's that's out of your control, you know. It's, well, that's uh, the, that's not really easy, basically. But no, you. I never. I always surprise. And there is gigs that I'm like, oh, I don't. I don't know. Okay, let, let's do it. You know, it can be fun and can be sometimes different and everything. But you don't expect so much, and you actually really appreciate working on them. Mm. So. Yeah, it's one of these. It's one of these skills to pick better gigs that I keep trying to practice over. The, I keep trying to learn about it as I, my career is moving mm. along. But I, I, yeah. I still, I don't know. I, I still can't get it better than fifty percent, and that, that's a random chance. Then it's, um, yeah. it frustrates <laughs> exactly. me a bit. Exactly. But what do you mean, like as a texture artist, meaning like working on it, doing your work, well, or it, gig as like the movie? You really enjoy the movie at the end. You know, I said that I didn't have anything further to add to this. And then I'm listening to this episode for the sixth or seventh time as a part of my editing process. And something occurs to me as Miriam is asking me exactly this question. My holy grail with finding better gigs and improving my ratio of good gigs to bad gigs of course, they come from the painful experiences that you can have on a bad gig and it makes you go, I, I never ever want to be back in this place again. That desire is innocent enough as it is, but Miriam's question there, it made me realize, as I heard her say this for literally the 10th time, all told, it made me realize that what we're talking about, that what goes into a good gig, it is literally like that perfect day where everything all the stars are aligned everything is just working out exactly right and there are so many factors that play into that that as i'm looking across my career in hindsight there hasn't been any good good gigs as such there's been good moments in most of my gigs and that is because so many different things are aligning and need to align at just the right moment to produce that truly beautiful experience. So maybe I should rethink this whole thing, this concept. Of course, I've since learned a lot about how to avoid absolutely suicidal gigs and some telltale signs that will show you upfront in the hiring process what is awaiting you on the other side once you, once you sign the contract. And, and that's probably a, an interesting topic to talk about at a later date as in a separate episode. But maybe I should just lower my expectations a bit and more think of aim for tolerable, decent gigs that then in the short term have the potential to become amazing here and there, but where the floor is never lower than tolerable. Maybe I should reframe this in my mind because finding that miraculous gig where everything is just singing and dancing from the beginning to the end when you're looking across everything from the show that you're working on the team that you're working with the studio that you're working in that is asking a lot it's too many factors that need to come together at the same time which means the probability is incredibly low
it's it's a complicated uh, answer, of course, because it consists of the team that you're working with, yeah, the the film that that you're working on, the type yeah. the type of work that you're working on on that yeah. film as well, or yeah. and what yeah. else can we have in there? It could be other external things, the company with. There may be issues with the company of, of other kinds that are outside of, of your control as well. So all of these things go together. And I sometimes I have looked at films, individual shows, and I thought, this is going to be great because I love this show so much. I'm very interested in it yeah. personally. But I feel that's not always enough to compensate for the other areas. Absolutely. So, so, so if you don't, so my the best I can say right now is if it's a team that I enjoy working with, then the other yeah. parts um, will matter less, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm like that now, yeah, as well. Like, it's really, like, for me, what is important is how I enjoy doing uh, the job in the team. You know, how we have a good connection with the te- within the team. Yeah, yeah. And you feel like that you can do whatever at this moment. Mm. That's uh, than uh, working on movies. There is... Movies that I really look forward to, like uh, Dune, the Dune from uh, Villeneuve, oh. because of course, best, best book, but, and I love the one of David Lynch. Uh, it's uh, well, yeah. Oh, uh, oh, oh, I wish how about, I would have worked how about, on it. How about Villeneuve just as as a as a director? Yes, you know his yes, his exactly. vision. His yeah. vision is yeah. just. I see. I see all of his films, and I'm just like, oh, please. I wish I could go back yeah. in time and just, just I, I, I will do anything. Just give me a boring me little hard surface acid in the background. That's fine. Exactly. Me, me too. I'm exactly like at that point you are like, okay, I can take like doing uh, plain gray buildings that will be lost in the background, but I want to work on that movie. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, that's that's the thing. But it's like here is the cinephile, like the the person who loves cinema and who loves Dune, basically, is very exciting about it. But I know that uh, the texture artist probably will get a little bored, you know. He did. Uh, he of course he did Blade Runner as well. Oh yeah, I remember. But for me, it's... but I thought it was a really really good sequel, and I was yeah. more than anything, I was relieved. To not have Blade Runner's legacy yeah. ruined by a bad sequel. That's true. But that's true. when I saw the texture work in it, particularly the environments, uh, the big uh, San- Las Vegas stuff, there's not a lot of texture work in it. It's no. it seems no, no, it's it's mostly no, it's no. mostly lighting and other kinds of atmospherics and some effects yeah. and and. Yeah. So uh, t- to be a texture artist on it, the renders are going to look beautiful, but you're not going to look at those assets and thinking, "I did this." Yes, but that's that's in the same time. It's not that the point of our job. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Is that like uh, now I, I, I realize that uh, I change my way of thinking, but for half of my my career, I was in composition. I was a comp. Yeah, yeah. And I did all my job, so you don't see. Yeah. All all your intents that like people don't 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 get it. Don't don't see what you did basically. And now I'm like, well, that's a little like you work for a movie, not for you know your own. Yeah, you're craft. you're right. It's supposed to be a movie. It's not supposed to be your asset turntable. Exactly, but 
uh, I, I have a tendency to lose to lose myself in these kind of things, like because you did big assets, like really showing a, a show of asset and everything like this, and and somehow I lost this way of thinking that I've got that you know we are the shadow people, we we don't exist basically. So what? So at this, this is interesting how your your thinking has changed over time like that. Yeah. Do you know how when you're, let's say you go to school, the next mm. the next level for you that you're dreaming of, you're you're thinking of when I get to that next level, that is just break, yeah. breaking in and getting your first job, right? Yes. yes. Then you have your first job and you realize <laughs> that getting your first job doesn't mean that you will be employed forever. In fact, you it's not breaking in. You need to find job number two and number three and number and then over the years the yeah. the, the jobs get easier and easier to find. Yeah. And what I'm trying to say is there's always another level. There's always another, no matter where you are, at this point where you are right now, yeah. what does the next level look like for you? What is the level where you're looking up and you're thinking, when I get to this level, then everything will be fine? Or then, I don't know, something. <laughs> what, what, what is the next level for you? Uh, the next level for me will be to work a little more on... Um, uh artistic thing i think like uh so your your projects on the side with with yeah you know, project on site but professionally i think that i will go to to something a little more graphic uh maybe art concept or something like this or you know okay a more graphic uh painted or you know thing like that yeah i see i was i was discussing this with another texture artist from another yeah. big company who has also done an asset I would absolutely kill for, have it tattooed on my forehead, you know? Yeah. And, Which one? Mm, oh, you can say it. No, I, okay. Thanos. Ah, of course. Of course. Yeah. And I, I, th oh. I think also that is one of the most beautiful uh, CG assets that in, in modern time. Absolutely. And he has also come to this point where, as I understand him, now I'm speaking for him, of course, so it's all yeah. my interpretation, where he also is moving into more concept art. He wants to more flex his creativity and, and be more of an artist in that way, whereas as text yeah. artists, many times we are not. We're just executing somebody else's vision. Yeah. yeah. So he was sort of trying to move himself over in the direction where forget, leave texture work behind and then more towards being an art director of sorts. Uh, yeah. Is that, is, that, <laughs> is, that your, is that your transition as well? Uh, yes, that's, that's the transition that I wish. Yeah, uh, I would like to go there, basically. Uh, I work um, a part at Twitter. I work on my personal time on other projects. Yeah. And more like as a concept art director person, you know? It's not art director, it's more art concept, but yeah, it's... Uh, and it's uh, it's very exciting. So I, I wish yeah, that actually, if it's successful, to not do half-half, but go slowly, you know, leaving texture behind. So that 70-year-old texture artist at the ILM that they called back from retirement for the second time, that will not be you. Yeah. Um, you, you will not retire as a texture artist. It really depends. The thing is that you... Uh, I, Tell me, because you are a long time as well, uh, texture artist, but 
don't you need to be challenged intellectually? You, there is not a point where you just need to be challenged. Well, that not 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 technically because that's the, for me technically it's the easy part. That everybody is like oh the, you have to learn this this software and for me it's the easy part. It's a tool, but I need that to be challenged. Yeah, um, yeah I understand. I when you know, when you start out. All you think of when you start out as a beginner, all you think about is mastering the tool. All you think about is yes. is clicking buttons, and you and, exactly. and you think this is the path. This is the path that will take me to happiness. Yeah. But the longer you work, you start realizing that it doesn't matter if it's Mari or this pen that I'm holding in my hand. They're all just tools. They cannot do anything on their own. So exactly. so then now you have the problem, which is where I'm. I keep finding myself being forced back to traditional art. I keep, yes, I, exactly. I keep seriously, I'm, I'm learning to paint portraits of human beings because I feel oh. I, I need to be, I need to go back to what the old masters did in order to, yeah. to, to progress as an artist. Yes. It, the digital so software comes and goes and it will change every year. And you can learn that in a week. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. But, 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 it's exactly that. but to see, and to understand, to understand mm. shape, light, shadow, color, yeah. all of those things. That is yeah. that is different. Anatomy, anatomy, yeah. perspective. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a challenge. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing that uh, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward. But I for sure. I think different than you. You know, when I was a little kid. I would do my own stories. I would do my own comic books. I would do, yeah. it was my artistic voice, right? I, w yes. I was making the creative decisions, but now I'm, I'm 46 and you know, yeah. you know what? I have met some people that are so much more creative than me. And I'm happy to say, you know what? It's fun being the one that does the creative decisions, but this guy over here or this girl there, they are much yeah. better at it than me. Let them do that, and I I will do this part here. Yeah. So I'm I'm so I don't have that ambition that you have. You know, I I'm I'm happy to just I have other things I like to do. Um, you know, because to let's say to paint a portrait of a human being, it is yeah. it is not much creativity. Again, it is about there's some creativity to interpret the person, but it is mostly about representation. Can you make it look like the concept art? Can you make it exactly. can you make it look like the model or whatever? You know, yeah. it's it's the same thing. Just just yeah, but, just with simpler uh, tools, you know. Uh, do you watch on YouTube uh, there is a, it's it's it is on YouTube. You have like a, a awesome show in uh, UK called uh, the portrait the artist portrait of the of the year. Oh yeah. And it's a competition. Uh, since many years it exists. Yeah, actually. I, I, I've, I've heard of it. I've never, never, never watched it. I've just. Oh, you have to watch that. I uh, seriously, it's, it's, uh, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's so compelling. <laughs> it's so amazing to see because, of course, it's like there is no. It's, it's very. It's not like the stressful stuff, but you see the skills of different people, and you have professional and you have amateurs, also. So they mix, you know, professional and amateur. And sometimes amateurs win the, the portrait of the episode or whatever. For They are like three different personalities. And they put three different 
uh, artist to her personality to paint uh, the portrait. And they pick the one that will be given to the personality and the one will go forward and will win the competition. Like, like, basically, they pick one per episode and at the while you know you have a competition of three for the final uh, the final title and everything like this and it's it's brilliant you learn so much and it gives you so much uh, uh it gives you like the craving of painting wow. <laughs> painting portraits of painting because you have so different styles so different things so things that uh, make you you know like oh, that's awesome like uh, you have really completely all the styles you need to have like the lightness so you can go crazy about you, you know you, you can go crazy basically it's like a really but you have from the regal portrait portraitist to the um, uh more like um illustration portraitist and you have like so many different but it's so nice to watch the process of painting, thinking, redoing, blah, 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 because they have a, a short amount of time, you know, like it's a, they're like four hours or something, like really, really few times, few hours. And they do it in real, not on a computer, like on a, you know, and it's it's amazing. You have really to watch that, seriously. There is very few, uh, there is a few seasons on YouTube. You really have to, to, to watch that. It's super, super compelling. Uh, like I, I adore, like I was completely, you know, mesmerized. I mean, I was seeing an episode after an episode after an episode because it's awesome. Do you ever have an asset that you don't know how to do? Like you get an asset where you're like, I just can't make it look the way it's supposed to look. I can't do this asset or it, it is a struggle for you. Uh, no, uh, that will look like so, I don't want to brag. Uh, I look like bragging, uh, but it's not bragging if it's true. No, no, sorry, no. Uh, no I, I really struggle at the beginning. Uh, when I I move from composition comp to texture, because uh, I I was really worried and it was like new new stuff for me to to deal with, you know. And again, I saw that I was not smart enough to understand the tools, so. Uh, that's always it. So yeah, I hit several times moment of panic, literally panic of like, what, what, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to make it look good. And somehow this moment of panic unlock like something like you are like, okay, I'm, I'm trying, but yeah, I've got several moments like that, but, but, but it was really in the early years. But recently have over the past couple of years, have you ever had any, any situation like that? No, sorry. No. See, this is so as I'm trying to map out all the steps of, okay. of the artistic life, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think I think the step above me, the step above me is mm. when you gain mastery and you can make anything look the way you want it to look. You are in complete control of your tools. And this is uh, this is maybe mm. this is maybe where you are, where you never have an asset that comes in and you're like, I, I don't know how to do this. And then what is the step above that? That's what I, I wanted to know. What is your next challenge? What is your next step? Maybe that is the point where you start putting more of yourself into the into the work, more, more so stylized, more interpretation, more of your own creativity. Do you know? Yeah. Yes. 
I would like to be at that point where uh, to propose things, to propose, you know, uh, ideas based on what's like what they want. But I, I always try uh, to get into the head of the director what he want to do, what he want to do, but and give him like this extra push, which like he didn't know he liked that. He, he wanted that, but it's a good surprise. Yeah, that's I always try to get in that way of thinking, you know, like giving some things that nobody was really uh, knew that, you know, like they wanted. But when they see it, they are like, oh, yes, yeah, that's a great idea. And the good surprise, it's always, uh, you know, like a winner. It's always Be a good surprise. Because in that moment, you have not just done your job. You have added something extra to the film. Now it's, the film is yeah. better than it was before in his head, you know. Now it's even better. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's because you surprise him with some things that he was not expecting. Yeah. And suddenly it's like, oh, that's like... Uh, that's that's a joy. I know that I, it's it procured me joy when I see something that you know I wasn't expecting, and I really really like it. So yeah, that's that's this kind of tiny tiny very flimsy feeling that I want to I want to provide. But for that, you need to be a little more independent, autonome in terms of you know uh, in your work. Miriam will be back in a future episode. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. We have a tiny bit of housekeeping to do on the way out. If this episode has been helpful to you, why not share the podcast with your colleagues and friends? If you'd like to support the podcast, I'd appreciate if you bought me a coffee. You can do that on coffee. That is spelled ko-fi.com forward slash the Naked Texture Artist, one word. If you have suggestions, comments, or questions, I'd love to hear them. Feel free to drop me a line on thenakedtextureartist at gmail.com. That is the Naked Texture Artist written out in all one word at gmail.com. As I mentioned, having a busy day job in visual effects means my release schedule for this podcast can be a bit irregular so if you don't want to miss out subscribe to the naked texture artist wherever you get your podcasts or follow the podcast on the socials then you'll be alerted when the next episode drops the music in this episode was awake by Tycho. nick sifoni helped put the sound together and everything else was done by me your host mark pierre sondergaard speak to you soon